The Movie Hour, episode 28, April 1st, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour of programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Welcome everyone to tonight's Gunga Cast, the John Candy I'm Dead Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney podcasting from Lake Orion, Michigan. This is Jim Maloney from Rochester Hills, Michigan. And Jeff Hendrickson from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We are starting a bad streak. This is uh, the second time we're going to have to start a podcast with an apology. But this is Jeff's apology, not the podcast, the movie hour apologizing. We are, uh, well, Jeff, I was going to say, you can do it. You can you can say the apology. See, I, I was under the impression that this was going to be an intervention, but I, an apology will be fine. Um yeah, I am sorry that the podcast is coming a day late, and also I am significantly later. We st- we had to start significantly later, even tonight. This is all my fault. Again, it is my day job interfering with the uh, important things. I, I promise to make it up to you guys by being extra drunk tonight, though. <laughs> well, it would help if New Jersey had internet, too. You know, right, so right. Well, yeah, if New Jersey had the internet. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty are funny we, are staring you? out the window at New York City, but, like, you know... When I say the window, it was actually there was no glass or anything. They don't have that yet in New Jersey. Are we bashing New Jersey now? They're they're that's, on the, that's the what hit we list do. for the movie. We're, hour. That's we're what we daring do. them to listen to us. Yeah, I double <laughs> invent dare. the internet and get with it. No problem. Well, there is good. There is good news though. Good. It's hope. It's hope. Uh, MSU, our my uh, beloved alma mater, has made it to uh, the final four this weekend, and we've had nice weather this weekend, and we have a giant bachelor party to go to this weekend uh jeff will be in town for this this is like a movie hour extravaganza like it's gonna be low we should have like a local airing this weekend of uh the movie hour live drunk as hell that's uh, you know what i think that's a great idea i'd actually do that uh if you got an extra set of headphones at your place we can just get hammered on uh friday afternoon and, and go ahead and do it Friday afternoon, I'm, I think we have to pick you up from the airport like dead 6 a.m. in the morning. It's going to be like 9. We'll have to start drinking. You offered to pick well, there's no... at the airport. You asked. Okay, never mind. Never mind. No problem. <laughs> but with that, we have... Uh, I want to get back to uh, my Spartans making it to the Final Four and Tom Izzo uh, dominating and leading us to a national championship. And... The, not only are we in the Final Four, but the Final Four is in Detroit. So I don't know what Philadelphia's got on Detroit anymore because uh, I'm pretty sure your city's in ruins just as bad as ours, but at least we have uh, an NCAA tournament Dude, to speak no, for. No, no, Detroit. I don't know. For, for our listeners that haven't been to Detroit lately, it looks like downtown Beirut. Philadelphia still has lights and uh, and, and construction, and Philadelphia is a pretty, a pretty lively city. And you have... I'm as pretty anti-Spartan as you can get, so I'm actually rooting for the boys this this weekend too. Let me let me ask you, and this is this is turning into the the sports gunga cast, but uh, is it because of Tom Izzo? Because I I find myself like I've never been a huge MSU fan, but Tom Izzo has absolutely turned me. I love the basketball team. I really He's definitely like Tom a very Izzo. respectable contribution to that uh, program. Contribution. He's a genius. The guy's a warlock. It's it, like. <laughs> The talent that the team, Did you say Warlock? Yeah, I said Warlock. The talent that that team has does not match up with the talent of the teams that they beat like crazy. Yeah. And he is just that good a coach. And yeah, I, I seems to take him farther that. than expected. You gotta want it. You gotta want it. This isn't a. This is the real deal now, man. NCAA tourney. Anyhow, we need we needed to move on. Like you said, this is not the sports Gunga Cast today. This it is the be. movie hour. The John Candy I'm Dead movie hour. April so Fool's we need a, sports we today. Need a, 
<laughs> yeah, sports today. Eat it. Um, we should move on to our uh, movie reviews. I'd rather talk about important. Jay Cutler. <laughs> All right, movie reviews. Oh, movie review time. So everyone should be proud uh, of their their host. I caught a a slew of movies over the week. Uh, I'm gonna go through them briefly, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be discussing Burn after reading. You, you, you're gonna be brag about how many movies you saw this week. Yeah, I'm gonna brag about how many movies. Brag about I saw, getting a fucking so... job instead. Because <laughs> they're so great. Plan Nine from Outer Space, genius Ed Wood movie. I actually saw this with our live listener here, uh, Josh. Josh and uh, we uh, we decided we had to watch it twice because we fell asleep to it like 30 times. It's so boring. Uh, I've never. It's the first Ed Wooded movie I've seen. It's um, the only one you ever will. I promise you that. Yeah, and I, I must admit, I was impressed with how terrible it was. The never mind. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll move on. To, I'll get onto that later. That'll be an extra on the forums. Um, we need to discuss Burn After Reading. So Burn After Reading, we've got another Coen Brothers movie, the latest Coen Brothers movie, which actually came out recently, 2008, and I finally caught it. I didn't see it in theaters, and it was a really good movie. It's not. It's no Big Lebowski. It's more of a Fargo, but it's a Whoa. great movie. It, it's. What? I, I don't what? think it's a Fargo. I like the movie, but I don't. I don't think it's a. But go ahead. I'm sorry. It's your. No, I think. Okay. All right. All right. So you've got John Malkovich in it, and I'm just gonna. Just, uh, the opening scene starts in CIA Langley headquarters. Um, so we go from there, and it's a, pretty much a story of misunderstanding, tragedy, going from person to person, and all starting with John Malkovich and. John Malkovich in every, I don't know about in every movie, but in this movie and a lot of the movies I, I like with him in it, he does a great job. And in this, there's, it's no different. Um, he's also Con in the movie with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Tilda Swinton. What's that? Con yeah. Air. You like them in Con Air? Oh, Con Air. I Cyrus love him in Con Air. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And, uh, pretty, uh, goes from a story of him getting fired from CAA, starting his memoirs, and them getting lost and people deciding to pretty much, um, What's the word? Blackmail him into getting him back, which is a joke in and of itself, and it makes fun of the CIA nonstop through the entire movie. George Clooney, I think he mentioned this before, how how much he's done like a, I don't want to say slapstick, but I think he mentioned like intolerable cruelty, like yeah, how, yeah, how good he was in that and, movie and, also, and his, um, his facial mean, expressions. Um, oh brother, where art thou? He was he sort of played a very similar character, I think, in all three of those movies, like this this yeah. sort of like uh, like smooth talking coward kind of guy, and it was yeah. Like, it was yeah. He did a really good job in that movie. I reckon I will put the Gunga Seal approval on this movie. And uh, again, it's real recent, so you don't have to worry about uh, you know, all that outdated kind of stuff like in uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh, and P.S. I caught a uh, Street Lighter, Street Fighter's Legend of Chun Li, like I promised to all of you, and it was uh, it was exactly what I expected. Anyhow, James, James, please, you you can you can take up next after that genius one. All right, uh, I ended up kind of cramming at the last minute and watching my movie until like 2 in the morning last night, getting my homework done. Um, I watched a movie called... Nice work. Yeah, Bad Lieutenant from 1992. It's a Harvey Keitel movie. Um, it's a gritty drama, um, kind of about a bad cop who kind of ends up reevaluating his life. Um, there's kind of like a little backstory of... Uh, it's New York and it's during a uh, playoff series. And from what I can tell, it was fictional because I don't think the series actually took place, but between the Mets and the Dodgers, and they kind of like parallel that with the story and uh how much how, go ahead go ahead no go ahead with your question uh how much of it how much of it is 
the basketball game. Like it's happening. Just like, like it's in the radio, and it's, yeah, it's, it kind okay. of plays an important role to the so, movie. And I'll tell clearly, you why this is the sports hour because Jim is talking about the Mets and the Dodgers, and Jim bring er, and, yeah. and uh, G brings up yeah. the basketball game. Yeah, G just those are baseball teams. G, yeah, so, so, um, so you're aware. That's okay. Cool. All right. So <laughs> go ahead. sorry. All right. So this this movie is pretty bad, and uh, it's so bad that I'm just going to tell you the entire movie right now. <laughs> so, it starts, he gets high by smoking. <laughs> then, he goes to a crime scene and gambles with his fellow cops for game four of the series. Then, he gets high by snorting. Then, he goes to a crime scene and gambles with his co-workers <laughs> for game five. Then, he gets high by injecting. Then, he goes to his daughter's first communion and gambles for game six. Then, a nun gets raped at a local church. Jesus. Then, <laughs> then she pulls over some teens and bullies them into helping him pleasure himself. And then he goes to that church of the the uh, crime scene and passes out while looking around. Then he gambles on game seven. At this point, he's probably in the hole about 120 grand. Then he goes to the, see the the nun at the church who has decided to forgive her assailants. And he's having a breakdown, and then comes the only interesting scene in the entire movie. Um, he's talking with the nun in the church. They're kneeling at the front of the church. She had walked away during the discussion. He turns around. He's feeling bad for himself. You know, he's in huge debt. He's all drugged up. And he sees Jesus in the alleyway, and he just starts cursing him out and pleading with him to save him and stuff like that. And it's the crucifixion-style Jesus, you know, the, you know, bruised and cut and crowned in the thorns, that sort of thing. He's just staring at him eerily. That's the only interesting scene in the whole movie. But then, after that, a woman comes to him, IDs the rapist, he goes, finds the rapist, watches the end of Game 7 with him as he's handcuffed him, finds out that he's lost all the money, so then he takes these assailants, decides that uh, they deserve an extra ch- another chance, puts them on a bus, gives them 30k, leaves, and they get shot by the bookie. <laughs> so it wasn't. It's the pick me up of the year. It's a horrible, horrible movie. Um, Kaitel does a pretty decent job acting, but the story's horrible. There's nothing good about it. It's supposed to be this movie about him trying to find redemption and that sort of thing, but he only finds redemption after his all this shit doesn't work. It's not like he, you know, decides okay, this is something I'm doing bad. It's like okay, I did something bad. It didn't work out. I better repent. So, I don't know. I didn't like the movie at all. It's a waste of time. Don't see it. What uh, When did this movie come out? 1992. Oh. Harvey Keitel. Yeah. He shames me. Jesus. Yeah. So that was the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> I'm still stunned. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the Jesus scene was actually kind of interesting. And was it a, at the same time. Did they, like, put light in there and everything, or was it just some guy dressed up as D- Jesus and bleeding? No, it was just some guy standing, and I don't know, he just, he never said anything, he just got emotion, he kind of tilted his head a little bit every once in a while. He, Jesus himself was kind of eerie, but it was kind of neat. <laughs> so many jokes come to mind. Anyhow, we better move, we better move on to Jeff. I, I'm, I'm distraught. Um, <laughs> besides my, besides my, <laughs> not that far, but, um, I saw a movie called Layer Cake, uh, and uh, the movie, the movie was uh, very, very, very similar to a Guy Ritchie movie. There was the uh, 
there was the whole like okay money drugs plot and 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 all this and you introduce all your characters at the beginning and then and then have this thing turn you know go go on and it's a it's a big drug deal and there are all sorts of little things that you don't know and it's very much like a guy Ritchie movie not quite as good i didn't think in in a lot of ways um if you like Guy Ritchie, is it movies, all British-speaking people? Yeah, it's all British. Yeah, British people. Um, I can, uh, Daniel Craig is the uh, the star. Uh, he plays the main character in the movie. Um, you know, it was it was all right. Uh, I, I found out after watching it that the director uh, Matthew Vaughn also uh, produced. So he's not a total hack. He's just you know a uh, a disciple of Guy Ritchie. He produced Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, also the, uh, the 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 British TV show Lock, Stock, Dot, 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 which I didn't know existed, um, but uh, apparently mm. it was only around for not not really that long, uh, three three episodes maybe, five, uh, but um, oh six episodes. I'm sorry, six episodes. Um, but yeah, I mean it was all right. Definitely, definitely not sorry. I saw it. Probably will not watch it again unless there's a really good reason to. Uh, was Daniel Craig the only person in that movie? He was Sienna Miller. Was he hold? Sienna Miller. Is yeah, she the hot she chick. The, yeah, she was the hot chick. Okay, yeah, she, she was the hot chick. She was in that movie. interview movie that I was talking about. She plays the Baroness coming up in yeah, your yeah. GI Joe movie. <laughs> GI Joe: Rise of the Cobra is the full title. Ass. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, but this movie came out in two thousand four. Um, I, I also I I recognized the guy named. I think his name is Colm Meany or M- Manny. I'm not sure. I, I think it's Colm Meany. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the what, Star what Trek. Guy or something like that. Really? I sw- yeah, he's in the pulling out my door card. Uh, Star Trek TNG. Yeah, he's the what should we call it? The uh, engineer. Engineer. Yeah, the uh, teleport guy. Yeah, baby, oh. that's right. Well, that he's must be cur- where I recognize him. The curly hair guy. He's another. He's another stuff too. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but yeah, that 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 I, I definitely recognize this guy. Anyway, so um, for the most part, though, no, not that great of a movie. Don't don't worry about it too it- much. Poor Daniel Craig. Yeah, you know it was oh. 2004. He's 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 been playing uh, the Bond thing lately. Apparently, yeah. it's working out okay for him. That was yeah. pre fame for him, pretty much. No problem. Good good work, Layer Cake. Um, today we actually have a, a more important fish to fry other than Daniel Craig. This is this is big. We decided to take on our biggest topic for April Fool's Day, which is not a joke. This is serious. We're discussing we're discussing parodies today and how genius they are. And we are we have uh, quite a few on the list to take down, but we're we're gonna move on to uh, I don't know if we want to call him the head honcho, but it's the first person I want to start start with, and that's Mel Brooks. And I don't know, like let's let's get a general consensus. James, Jeff, do you guys enjoy this this person's movies? What are you Mel crazy? Brooks of course, I love ever? Mel Brooks. Sure. Yeah, really? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, I thought, really? I thought a lot. Have you ever of, I seen thought, Blazing well, Saddles? <laughs> Space I balls, have, hello? I, have, I introduced you to Blazing Saddles. Back off. You're so full of shit. Anyhow. Wow, okay, whatever, whatever. Actually, Blazing I Saddles see. is, out of the three that I've seen, is my least favorite. I think I've mentioned this before to you guys, that I had just seen it for the first time a few years ago, and just hearing everybody else tell the jokes about it and you know build it up when I finally saw it. I'm like, eh, whatever. I mean, it The first time bad. you saw it was three years ago? It was, it I don't know how many years ago, but it was Saddles. within, like, it was like five or something. Wow. That's yeah, crazy I had seen it after everybody, you know, so it was kind of, I guess, ruined for me a little bit. But, I mean, I still right. liked it, but it wasn't as funny to me as it was to everybody else. Mel Brooks being, Jesus, how old? He's getting really old now, dude. He's like, he's 80-something. He's um, like 105. <laughs> 150. 
Uh, so let's start with Blazing Saddles, which was one of the first movies he did, pretty much, right? And he ended up, I think it was 19, yeah, 1974. And yep. from there, you didn't like that movie? So Blazing Saddles is your parody of, I wouldn't call it spaghetti westerns, but western style era of mm-hmm. some guy out of towner comes in to save the town. They end up making a big joke out of it, the guy being a black guy, and that's the joke running through the entire thing. But it ends up being, I, like, the movie's comic genius, and you've got Gene Wilder in it, so that's ten that's ten times better right there. But, um, I, I yeah, I like the movie, and really, I'm not the fan of westerns, but I don't know. Pretty good. Maybe that's why, because they're making fun of westerns. That's actually, that was another question I wanted <laughs> to get to, was do you need to... Like Dis- the movies that these, yeah. Do you need to like the movies that these guys are parodying, or dislike them to like the parody? You know what um, I mean. I don't think it matters for I, me. I think it goes either way for me. Yeah, like I, like I'm not a big fan of westerns. In fact, I'm I'm kind of anti western. I really like Blazing Saddles, but I'm a Star Wars guy. I like Star Wars, and I also like Spaceballs. So yeah. So it doesn't make it make or break the deal if yeah, you know. It's about hate. being a good parody. Like a, like a yeah. good good parody. You, you know, you, if you have a sense of humor, you can you can laugh about it, no matter whether even if it's making fun of something that you that you care about. And so let's take the parody questions a little further. Like, does the parody is the parody just references to just you know the popularity of that time? That's it. Or do you think a parody can be a good parody if you know? We make a parody about Hamlet today, and it will just be hilarious. But does it have to be something like you know of the time pop culture, or do you think somebody could do a parody of Hamlet today and it'd be great? So Did, didn't that just come out? Matter matter can get yeah, there's a, there was a Hamlet too. You you beat me to the punch. There was a Hamlet two play thing recently. It's like but, uh, Stephen Coogan, I think I didn't see it. Yep, but yeah, no, I think that's it. But I don't I don't think it did well either. But, so yeah, that's that's my question. Do you think something needs to be of the times to be parodied, or do you think they could pull something off? Um, I think you know, for, something pretty ancient for commercial success. I'd say of the time, but I I think you can you can I think parody and draw from are two different things. Like parody is sort of like make fun of like popular culture. Seems to be what yeah. what goes on with that nowadays. Uh, whereas like you know you can draw from something and kind of change it around and turn it into something funny. I don't think it's I think it would be very difficult to parody Hamlet now, like just because it's, there's not pop cult, no pop culture references. But maybe, maybe you could. I, I don't know. I'm kind of talking out yeah. of my ass. <laughs> we always are. Uh, James, you got a you got an opinion? Um, yeah, I would think that the more recent the topic, the better. I don't know that it's a make or break situation, but I definitely think it would help out a lot. Like, as long- I can't see myself enjoying a Hamlet parody right now, so. I, I mean, yeah, I would have to say it does play a huge factor in it. <laughs> Come on, everybody wants to see a Hamlet parody. Fuck you guys. If it was good, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the greatest stories ever Gibson, told. It's... If Mel Gibson came back and did it, we could see. <laughs> what do you mean came um, back? <laughs> he was in the original Hamlet. Well, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. The original <laughs> Hamlet, he was in that, wasn't he? That's, that's a good point. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, all big fans of Mel Brooks. Yes. Blazing Saddles was Blazing Saddles his first big thing, like really. Like I know he did. I know he did theater too. But I, did he do it until like later on when he was already established as I a think, producer slash director? I think Blazing Saddles was his first big one. Gotcha. The history of the world came after that. Uh, yes. yes, and the, the silent movie. But I don't think many people saw that. And uh, was Young Frank? I think Young Frank's Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein was, the same was in year. there. But yes. yeah, yeah. Wow, um, and I love prolific. Yeah, yeah. Give movie, us the give movie. us the Young Frankenstein breakdown, James. Well, obviously, it's a, a parody on the Frankenstein story, and that's 
besides maybe Willy Wonka, this this is Gene Wilder's best role. He's awesome in this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I seen he's, it, so. He is awesome in this. He he makes an art out of yelling like half of his lines, <laughs> out of yeah, like he, you know just exasperation. It's he's awesome at it. He's very. Um, there's funny. so many great things to quote in it. You got the Frau Blucher, the knockers, the bags, like all that kind of stuff. The hunch, you know, following a hunch. I mean, just. I don't know. Everything about this is great. Gene Wilder has a cameo in it, which is awesome. You said Gene um, Wilder twice. Gene Wilder. Sorry, not guy. Gene Wilder. Gene Hackman. Sorry. Okay. Gene Hackman has a a a cameo in it. Um, Peter Boyle plays the creature. He's really good in it. Yeah. Um, the, the, Peter Boyle, by the way, is the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just an all around great movie. I love just the the back and forth dialogue in a lot of spots, um, like when. They're first approaching the castle, and they hear a howl off in the distance, and it's just, someone says, werewolf. It's like, they're wolf, they're a castle, and it's like just a whole, it's, a, it's got like a Marx Brothers feel to it, the dialogue that goes on in a lot of the times. It's, That's I think awesome. he does a great job of having like really, really like clever jokes in addition to really, really stupid, like bad, like genuinely bad yeah. jokes. And then like, and it, like that sort of back and forth and, and, and it just sort of blurs the line between like, okay, what is actually funny in this? And what am I just laughing mm-hmm. at? Because other stuff is funny. And it, it, he does a really good job of, of making things, uh, just giving a funny atmosphere to the movie by, by giving all these stupid jokes, but with some like real humor actually interspersed in there. And that humor is right up my alley, so I love it. It's like you're rebounding from a bad joke, and then you land on the good joke, and it becomes ten times funnier. Is that is that what you're pointing out? <laughs> it's very layered. Yeah, well, yeah, That's I mean, it, it really is. It's, I think it's a little more complex than just a bunch of stupid, like, wonky jokes, and I think I think he's the best at it. Like, uh, like uh, a, a great example in Blazing Saddles, where they're, where they're all hitting the... Uh, Hitting the stupid like balls, like that's a bad joke. Like they get the uh, they they get the you know what I'm talking about. They get the paddles. Yeah, the the, the paddles. Like, yeah. They always get the warped one. Yeah, and, and like that's hilarious. Like that's a great joke. Like, but you know it's 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 kind of intermixed with a bunch of really like stupid like and and it, I think it's a, I think it's very very nice humor. I like him. I think because like to go more with the the combination there is I think it's just a mixture of subtlety versus obvious joke. Right, like, right, yeah, like, oh, no, that's yeah. that's. A, Way better way to put it than what I just said. Yeah, yeah. Like there'll be some something hidden with, within the sentence somebody said, and then an obvious like, "Oh, I'm staring at this girl's big tits." Joke. Like, okay, I get it. No problem. So, do history of the world? I've seen. It's it's all right. I, I sort of want to just move right on to either Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and make fun of it, or Spaceballs, which we all want to talk about. Yeah, I've never seen history of the world, so. It's a, I'm like, fine with that. <laughs> there's pretty much like a hundred eunuch jokes, and ton- and this is also the one where is this the one where he switches uh, positions with? He pretty much finds a, a peasant guy that looks just like him and switches positions with him. Yeah, that's, that's the same movie, right? World, yeah. yeah, I vaguely like I've seen this, but I vaguely remember it. I, I was disappointed, kind of. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. History of the world. We'll we'll escape from Mel Brooks. We have a lot of topics to discuss. So let's move on to Spaceballs, which we all want to talk about, which makes. I, I I think I claimed it was in my top five when I had a gun held in my head, or top three, whatever the whatever the situation was. But Spaceballs, genius. You movie. claimed that Spaceballs was one of your top three. I might I might have. I don't know. I don't know. think, I don't think you did. I was the one holding the gun to your head, and I think I remember better than you do. And because <laughs> well, he would have pulled that trigger. Man. Yeah. Well, may, well, maybe if it was uh, if there was a gun held in my head today, I would I would do it. But yeah, uh, the reason Spaceballs we're discussing is genius. Yeah, it's very well, funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you have John Candy in it, who's you know a friend of the show that's also helping dead. us out. Also dead. Yes. His estate is who's helping us out. He's dead. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> his estate, friend of the show. His estate's a friend of the show. Okay. Um. Anyhow, genius movie. Mel Brooks actually plays. Another. That's another thing we should discuss. People, directors showing up in their movies. I guess we can go back to Hitchcock for this. But Mel, do you think Mel Brooks is a good actor? Does he do a good job? No, in these no, he like, plays Mel Brooks and everything he's in. But I mean, he's funny, like, which is fine. He, he yeah. serves his purpose, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like it's not like you know, I, like he's not like ever going to be up for an Oscar for anything he does. He's funny in this stuff, but he, no, he's not a good actor. I could, yeah, he, he's very funny. Though. <laughs> Outside this pulled, type of movie, I don't see him pulling much off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see that new wow. Mel Brooks movie? It's yeah, the one Mel Brooks stars. Like it's about like his wife dies and like his kids are like you know blaming him for it, and it's really really depressing movie. Did you guys see that? Yeah, th- that's never gonna happen. Anyhow, uh, Spaceballs being a giant parody of the Star Wars films, and it's I don't think if there's somebody listening to this show that hasn't seen this movie, I'd be fucking shocked. But this movie definitely helps being a giant Star Wars fan to see this movie, although. I guess uh, I couldn't be sure since I am a Star Wars fan. Um, somebody that would see this movie that did not enjoy the Darth Vader or uh, Princess Leia jokes in this thing is just I don't know beyond me. Bill Pullman yeah. probably probably made made him a, made me a fan of Bill Pullman alone. Yep. Not to mention yep. yeah, uh, Rick Moranis dominated. Rick Moranis, <laughs> Rick Moranis. Awesome. great, great. <laughs> My part favorite where part of with the, the action movie. figures is so good. <laughs> that is good. My favorite part, though, is still after they go plaid and they stop the ship and everyone crashes and he gets up and he's just so disoriented. That is my favorite part of the whole movie. Are we stopped? Have we stopped? Smoke them if you got them. Yeah. And there's there are other big there's other big people in this movie. Well, they make a they make a joke on Alien also with uh yeah, John yeah. Hurt. I forgot about on that. a couple of things. Yep. Joan Rivers plays the robot voice, which is genius. Dick Van Patten's in it. It's this is a movie, one of the few movies I own, which surprisingly, being a fan of movies, I rarely buy them. And, uh, this, this will be forever, uh, embedded in my memory. Yeah. I think we, I think we sling these jokes out and these quotes, like, oh, yeah. like, uh, it's secondhand. Yeah. Good is dumb. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. good is dumb. You know, I, I didn't see this movie. I saw Star Wars, uh, all, all three of the uh, original Star Wars movies, probably 50 times before I saw this movie. I was probably, I don't know, 16, 17 years old before, uh, um, before I actually saw this movie. The first time I saw it, I wasn't that crazy about it. And then afterwards, like, just the, the like, I didn't even have to see it again, but just certain jokes sort of, like, pervaded my memory and I'd just start laughing about them. Stuff like the good is dumb or the, uh, where the, like, I want you guys combing the desert and, like, the last guy's yeah. gonna, we ain't found shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's great. And, and, yeah. I'm my own best friend. It kind of ferments in your memory and gets funnier and funnier without you even having yeah. to see it again. It's, it is like sort of we mentioned before how Star Wars sort of seems geared towards kids, and you see space balls, and you just like, oh, this is like Star Wars, this is awesome, and you think it, some of those jokes you actually land when they're a kid, but then when you get older, it just gets even funnier. It's just like Ghostbusters, like you see Ghostbusters, and I think you know, last I watched it being like a year ago, I think a little bit before that, I finally saw another joke that I had not realized before, and it just it seems like there's five thousand jokes in there to find. It's genius. Um, anyhow. Being being the end, uh, let's move on from Mel Brooks to the the next sort of series of here. And uh, yeah, because Robin Hood Menatites is not worth it. Yeah, I did not like that one for whatever reason. Really? Oh. With uh, yeah, Carrie Elwes? Like yeah. 
Yeah. And you have uh, I like that movie. It was like Dave Chappelle's Launchpad. Yeah, you have a, you have a young Dave Dave Chappelle in it. That is true. I don't think I, I haven't I, seen not... this movie in probably ten years, so I, don't judge me on this. But uh, I remember liking that movie. Okay. It's not good. Josh, the live listener Josh is saying it's good over and over again. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Uh, we should move on. Money Python and the Holy Grail is where we'll where we'll start. Um, I know there's a lot more to Money Python than Money Python and the Holy Grail. I'll admit it. I didn't watch everything Monty Python released on TV or film-wise, but I'm going to focus on this for starters. And uh, I think I, I caught this when I was a young, a young lad, and uh, it was genius, even back then. I think, uh, like you said earlier, James, well, off-air off, off air about how it's being a giant mockery or parody of the King Arthur tale, it's the next best thing. It's genius. Yeah, this is one of it's the most... It's not the next best thing. It's a better thing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Screw the legends. The comedy's better. Yeah. But yeah, this is, funny. <laughs> this is probably one of the more celebrated films in, in our family's background, I would say. We watch this thing just over and over and over again. This is actually a movie that, like, the first few times you watch it, you know, these number of lines are funny to me. Okay. Next phase, it's like these other ones are starting to become funny to me. And now I'm on, like, the third or fourth tier of, you know, oh, I like these jokes. I mean, I start off with, oh, you know, that. F- Bunny being a killer creature was hilarious. And now I'm to the point where the guy says, and someday this will all be yours. What? The curtains? And that's hilarious to me. And it's just a stupid little simple thing, but now I've graduated to this other realm of, you know, jokes that aren't as funny the first time, but now they're hilarious to me. Is Money Python, like, a love it or hate it situation? For some reason, I don't think many people, like... No, nobody's middle road with Money Python. It's like, wow, it's super boring. It's just stupid. Is it just I've, the fact that everything's dialogue and there's not much, you know, really other than like the Black Knight in this movie, everything's dialogue. It's like, oh, he's bleeding. That's funny. But and then you have the Flying Rabbit. Yeah, I know a lot of people. That the Flying wouldn't. Rabbit's definitely physical comedy, but yeah. I think yeah, I think yeah. it's British humor. Like either British yeah. humor, either you like yeah. it or you don't. And that's that's. Yeah, I know a lot of people with Monty that Python. I was friends with that just kind of went, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I'm a huge fan friends that don't like Monty Python. You'll learn better. And I, Watch it again. I like a lot of the uh, the debunking of all the, the myth, too. Like when the one guy's talking about uh, you know choosing a king based off of a watery maiden distributing swords from a lake and that, stuff like that. I just that crack is, up when I hear that. That's my favorite part, probably, of the entire movie. Yeah, if we're, we're, we're talking about the peasant, the peasant guy? Yeah, the yeah, peasant we're guy. we're just talking about, like, no, we take turns being a legislator, and, like, we don't listen to a king. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's great. And yeah. some broad throwing, dishing out swords <laughs> from a pond. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's try it. And the people that haven't seen this are like, yeah, if they haven't turned off already, they're, they're done listening yeah. at this point. So... And another another thing I want to point out, Terry Gilliam, genius director slash actor in this movie. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good um, talent in these the series. Terry Gilliam yeah. is is one of the more underrated. I think I, he's done a lot of really cool stuff. Have any of you guys become like? Did you guys catch a lot of the TV shows by Monty Python, or no. did you pretty much go from this I've to seen Life like, of Brian? Uh, yeah, to... I've seen like a couple of them, I, and then I saw The Meaning of Life, and that's really my uh, yeah. my Monty Python experience. I, I've seen Meaning of Life, Life of Brian, and a handful of the Flying Circus skipped comedy stuff. Which which one's the meaning of life? I don't know if I've actually seen it. Is that uh, that's the one where it starts out in the beginning and the uh, the office buildings are attacking each other like pirate ships? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never seen that's that. a good sketch. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen it's it. pretty good. So is it so uh, the meaning of life? That's number two in the Money Python list. Uh, or do you think Life of Brian beats it? You mean as far as quality? 
Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a tough I've heard call. Life of Brian's better, but I haven't seen it, so I'm really not. Life of Brian's more mainstream, that. I would say, for sure. Yeah, being a giant parody of the, the yeah. Jesus tale. It's actually been a long time good. since I've seen Life of Brian. The one thing I do remember, I think, though, is them uh, arguing about what faction they're with. Are you with the People's Judea Front or Judea's People's Front or the People's Front of Judea? And they're just at all different <laughs> names for the same group of peoples. The one thing, actually, the thing I don't like the Jesus jokes as much. Like, I don't really care. I don't really care about it. It's hilarious. But in terms of the real funny stuff on this, all the stuff with doing like the Roman politics is just hilarious to me. Yeah, no doubt that uh, Monty Python is just fantastic. But uh, I think the the king of this is like the Zucker brothers and Jim Abrams with uh, well, first and foremost, Airplane. I think is the number one parody movie of all time. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. What do you guys think? No, it's a genius. It's a genius movie, and we yeah we do need to we do need to move on and start start discussing the Zucker brothers. They've done a lot of work. And airplane is there, airplane was in the first Kentucky what is it Kentucky Fried Chicken or something was Kentucky one of Fried movie. movies. Kentucky Fried movie Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, so airplane. I haven't seen Kentucky Fried movie. Have you guys? Just parts of it. I have it. not. Okay. So we'll move on to airplane, which we all want to discuss yeah. with the giant star uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Being uh, the number just, one in this, yeah, a genius move casting him in that. By the way, hilarious, yeah. so, absolutely hilarious. This is actually we used to own the the movie. This specifically parodied was Airport, being an airplane that had issues in the sky where they wasn't sure if they're going to be able to land it, and somebody had to land it. Like the um, the captain ended up getting sick, and somebody had to land it for him. And this movie. I, this movie was nothing like that movie because it's completely hilarious. Yeah. You've got Leslie Nielsen, who we'll talk about more. Lloyd Bridges, God rest his soul. Even John Candy, too. John Candy, too. But Lloyd, Lloyd Bridges does a great job in this movie. And you have Robert Stack playing the... I don't even know. Like, would you call it a foil to everything else that's going on in that movie? Like, he's just a genius in this. Yeah, he, he's was, definitely I, good. Who, Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, very funny. Rex Kramer, Robert. Yeah, Stan. you're right, Rex Kramer. Starting out, it goes from everybody getting on the airplane uh, and their backstory to getting on. You've got the relationship of Stryker and his ex-fiance is pretty much what the situation was, and uh, they meet on the airplane. Since <laughs> the she's wife a stewardess. from uh, the wife from What About Bob? For those of you that don't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, from her, her other big roles being uh, the the wife from uh, What About Bob? Yeah. So going from there to the airplane having problems and Rex Kramer and Lloyd Bridges trying to land the plane from the ground, mixed mixed with sports jokes, sex jokes, the Leslie Nielsen uh, like it's I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't call yeah. me Shirley. It's, which yeah. is basically turn. It's that's pretty much popular parlance right now. Like that, you don't even have need to have seen Airplane to know, like to understand that quote. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's something. Yeah, it's something that you'll hear. You don't even know what it's from, but you know what it means, and it's 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 genius. And really, watching uh watching the extras in this movie was one of the few 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 movies I have done, and it was worth it. You guys should yeah, check I out the, the DVD extras yet. in this thing. But it's pretty funny. Yeah, the whole movie and, is just filled with tons of great quotes and stuff. Just the talking jive, the Shirley part that you were mentioning. Uh, Robert Stack delivers a bunch of them with the Joey. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Oh wait, no, that was Peter Graves. Sorry, Peter <laughs> yeah, Graves. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, like I said, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the great <laughs> But one of my that favorite parts... That joke is so fantastic, the Kareem joke. Yeah, but go <laughs> yeah. ahead, your favorite parts. Well, probably one of my favorite parts, though, is when they're showing, like, a newscast covering the disaster, and there's, like, a panel of people talking about, you know, what should be done, and this one guy just says, they bought their tickets, they know what they're getting into, I say, let them crash. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that, too, yeah. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay a claim right here. Would this be the grit, the movie we've mentioned that gets the biggest Gunga Pit seal of approval out of this section so far? Ever, I would say ma- mass appeal ever. Ever, Even, like, no. not just today. That ever. we've discussed on the show. That we've discussed on the show. Period. Would this be the the best, the, your favorite movie that we've discussed? No, uh, no, probably not. But I mean, it's it's definitely getting consideration. It certainly yeah, gets yeah. the same seal as the rest of them. I feel like I feel like you hit a you hit a certain point and you get the same seal. But it's not it's not the best. <laughs> That's true. Movie. That's true. You're right. You're right. There shouldn't be there shouldn't be bigger seals. That was selfish of me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, we have options here. We can go to more Zucker Brother movies, or we can start discussing movies we dislike, aka well, every. We gotta talk. I think about we. Need, I think the Zucker Brothers. Yeah, I think the Zucker Brothers deserve a couple minutes of our time. Yeah. And Leslie Nielsen, okay. even though he's not gonna get them, deserves a couple minutes of our time. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and that okay, was that. So, <laughs> so, top secret, guys. Come on. Introduce us. Introduce the top secret. Jeff. Top secret. Uh, Val Kilmer's first movie ever. Never even played a bit part in anything. Played the lead in Top Secret, which is a, a parody of like every Elvis movie and like stupid spy movie you've ever seen. And he plays this American rock and roll star going into East Germany. And it is just freaking hilarious. Greg actually, uh, absolute credit to Greg for introducing me to this movie. There are a million bad jokes and about 20 good ones <laughs> in this movie. And it's just phenomenal. And, like, Airplane, I think it is, phen- like, the highs, I think, might even be higher in Airplane. But there are some, there, there, in Airplane, there are five minutes it, where you don't laugh a couple of times. In Top Secret, you're giggling every 30 seconds, no matter what. It's, it's, the stupidest movie ever, but it's so funny. Yeah, and, uh, it is definitely good. You really have no one else in it. Well, Val Kilmer was nobody then, too, but Dude, other than Peter that, Cushing. You have Omar Whoa. Sharif. Yeah, Peter Omar Cushing's Sharif. ever heard of him? Played yeah, Alfred. okay. Yeah, he's in there for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. He was huge. Chocolate <laughs> Moose, you know, from Raiders Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, he was on Mr. Katanga's boat. <laughs> I thought I was going to get shit for Omar Sharif. Now I'm getting shit. No, Omar yeah, Sharif's a respectable like, actor. We're going for the other one. Yeah, like a serious actor. Yeah, Omar <laughs> Sharif is in this movie. For those of you who know who Omar Sharif is, very serious actor. A lot of, a lot of international films he's in. Yeah, uh, probably is like probably won some serious awards. He's he's in this. Yeah, but no fucking chocolate moose. That's the one we want. To talk about. <laughs> oh man! All right, and uh, Leslie Nielsen actually doesn't make it in this movie, but he does make it in the. The naked well, guns. we got three, yeah, all the naked guns afterwards, and some of the, like he's in some. It's not a scary movie, but he's in like uh, the Dracula no, movie. He's I forget in, he what was that. in scary movie. Dead and loving it. Tell you that for yeah. sure. He's in tons. He, like, is this? Yeah, this is his genre. It it ends up turning into it. Is this all he did when he was young? Like, I remember seeing a picture of Leslie Nielsen when he was like twenty five acting. I it. can't say that and I've I, ever seen him in anything serious. I, I think he's. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and this is. I might just be totally like. I can't substantiate this at all. But I think he's big on like, or he used to be big on like plays. He used to do a lot of uh, a lot of drama. Um, but that I believe could be it. Totally he's bullshit. A... I, I just can't picture watching him in anything else that's like not funny. Leslie Nielsen in uh, The Naked Gun plays. Lieutenant Frank Drebin, who's pretty much the 
uh, sort of not the local cop, but he's the guy that ends up getting things done. I don't know if this is sort of you know a take on the the guy who knew too much because this is a guy that ends up being in the middle of everything, not knowing what's going on, but pretty much solving stuff without even trying. Yeah. And he's the local police guy that ends up becoming the hero with you know international spy games going on around him, and he somehow just foils everything. Other it's, than Ricardo Montalban being in this movie with him, <laughs> I think he does a, a genius job. Another another dead person, by the way. Yeah, Ricardo Montalban, we love you. And also <laughs> acting with uh, some other geniuses. O.J. Simpson, you may or may not recall being a genius. Never heard of him. Yeah. O.J. Simpson was in this. Um, there was another, uh, who was the uh, the baseball player that was in this? Uh, Reggie uh, Reggie Jackson was in this movie yes, as well. Yes, he was. A lot of, a lot of I totally role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going to shoot the Queen of England, I think. Yeah. This is true. No, a couple of other uh, sports references for our non-sporting uh, Gunga cast here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it took me forever to realize that all the uh, exclamation point movies were the Zucker brothers. I just took it in stride. Like, oh, that one's got a you know exclamation point. Oh, that one's got an exclamation point. Just like, oh wait, it's all the same person. What do you? What, what, what are all of them? I know uh, Airplane and Top Secret. What? What else? Um, Hot Shots. Um, oh, I forgot about Hot the, uh, Shots. The uh, Naked Gun ones have an exclamation point after it says, you know, files from police squad, and there's an exclamation point. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, they're, they're very happy with their exclamation point. This movie was based on, they actually had a TV series before this, right? Did any, did any of you squad? see it? I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, no. Yeah, interesting. I don't know, yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't see it, yeah. A good movie. I don't know, like, it, they, I guess they pretty much tailed off as sequels normally do. Yeah. From, yeah. uh... It, it's got some sweet moments and some good gags, but I think after the the first one, yeah, some of the gags are old, and you're just kind of rehashing all the old ones. God bless, God bless Leslie Nielsen, though. Uh, David Zucker actually directed the movie Basketball, and I know we don't want to get like off on a big thing about that, but Basketball was a pretty funny movie. It was sort of a parody in in some ways of like you know your generic sports movie. So yeah, I think I think it had was. to bring and more I sports actually, in it too, huh? <laughs> I actually haven't seen that movie either. I, you haven't uh, seen Basketball? No, I'm sorry. I haven't seen Basketball. <laughs> like, okay. You haven't seen Casablanca? Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right, next. Well, I, yeah, I yeah. think we another need... movie series that does that, where they, the first movie's pretty good and you know you have some good gags, and then the next couple come out, and it's pretty much the same exact thing, are the Austin Powers ones. Like I like the first one pretty well, but the next two were just kind of, okay, you Stupid. added one new character, you know. That's Those are also parody movies. Good call. Yeah. 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 I'm ha- I'm happy you got to that topic because I-, I did want to talk about him and and let's just get this out of the way. Heather Graham's way better than uh, Elizabeth Hurley, but moving but no on, English uh, accent. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but I guess. But it- yeah, I think. Go ahead. Sorry. The Oscar Powers movies made kajillions, and really, I don't know. Like, really, <laughs> when you had Mike Myers playing. Ten different guys in the third one. I think that's the thing that that's what turns me off for sure. I can't handle seeing people play ten guys. Like, yeah, you I know, mean, I, I it, well, not to get off topic, but he he played his dad really well, and so I married an axe murderer, and I think he just went way out of control after that. Yeah, but I think in this one specifically, the Austin Powers. I mean, it seemed like Fat Bastard was the only new thing about the second one. It's just like, okay, same movie, new character. Let's insert him. See if we can get some. Jet. You know, jokes out of him. And I never saw the third one, but I don't know if they tried to do the same thing with that. Just add one more character. Oh yeah, and... way more characters. Way more yeah. characters. Yeah, I 
I don't get it. Like Peter Sellers could pull it off, but Mike Myers just doesn't have it in him. I don't know. It, You'd think the slaps that guy would. Yeah, it's that Shrek connection. You know, you don't like the who, who uh, see Eddie Murphy ones doing Eddie the same Murphy? thing. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> we we should move on, and we should probably move on uh, to at least one of the last ones I want to talk about is uh, Simon Pegg and his uh, his work, Shaun of the Dead, being uh, first and foremost. And that movie, like, I'm not really, I'm not that big of a zombie guy. The movie's funny, for sure. And I think a lot of it's just Simon Pegg and Nick Frost the whole time, but I don't know. Like, is the movie, like, the plot parody funny to you guys, or is it just Simon Pegg in action? There were a couple of good jokes in that movie. Um, I, I'm assuming we're going to talk about this for a minute. I liked Hot Fuzz a lot better, though. Really? Yeah, a lot better. That's because of the right, because of the writing or the plot, like the I think like zombies. Like, zo- do zombies ruin it for you? Is my question, or is no? It, it wasn't the zombies that ruined it. I just thought there were a lot more like a lot more good jokes in in the uh, in, in the Hot Fuzz movie. I think I, I yeah. thought I, maybe maybe it's because I was more familiar with the movies they were parodying in that. In the yeah, yeah. Movie. and plus Belloc from Raiders Lost Ark's in it, so that's always good. <laughs> yeah, he plays the priest. Yeah. But yeah, on, I, on the Shaun of the Dead front, yeah, I'm not a huge horror buff at all. In fact, I pretty much dislike horror. But yeah, I, I like this movie a lot, too. I found it pretty funny as far as the plot. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely the comedic take as far as how people interact with the zombies. Half the time they didn't even realize this, you know, something was a zombie at first, you know, just kind of dismissing it. So but I think they took the right approach to it as far as making slapstick humor about it. Let's discuss Hot Fuzz. Uh, Jeff, what did you love so so much of uh, Hot I just, Fuzz I over time? I thought there were a ton of great one-liners in this movie. Um, it just like the, you know, the stuff like now who's being childish and that type of thing. Yeah, and um, that's a good point. And 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 also like at the very end of the movie, like I felt at no point in the movie did they have to. I feel like in a lot of like parody movies, at some point they have to stop the jokes and catch the plot up. And at no point in this movie did they really have to do that. Like the the jokes went right along with the plot, and I, I got a big kick out of that. I, I would agree with you on that. The one thing, the one part that. I didn't get lost in, but seemed odd. That seemed just sort of like out of sequence. Was the part where just the whole story unravels at the the castle later on? I don't want to. I'm not going to ruin the plot for everybody. This this movie is relatively new, so maybe you guys you guys will catch it. And uh, I think I I don't know if I put the seal approval, but it's a it's a good laugh. And, I, I got a huge kick out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth seeing. And also, Timothy really, Dalton's in it, and he was James Bond for 30 seconds. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. And uh to lay the plot down is Simon Pegg moves from the big city cop in London out to a country town and has to pretty much figure out what's going on with tons of accidents slash murders. And from there, when he's figuring it out, you're right, I think it goes step in step with the jokes. And then toward the end, it just, I don't know, turns, I think, I think it, this, the, Jokes do end, and the scene catches up, and the story, the plot catches up. Right, but to the, the, but very I feel like end that's when the, the parody like kicks in. Like, it, like there's there's the part, and I'll, I'll spoil. Fuck it. Um, there, there's the we, we we got that disclaimer for a reason. Uh, <laughs> let's use it. Gosh darn it. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's, let's kick this thing up to eighty eight. He spoiled um, Bad Lieutenant. It was from nineteen ninety two or something. I Come spoiled on. nothing. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so no, like so early, earlier in the movie, like there, there's like the friendship develops between like the the great like super cop and like this sloppy fat like terrible cop guy, and he's always asking him like, hey, like listen, did you ever have to like you know you were about to shoot your friend because he was a criminal and you had to like yell and shoot up in the air and like all these stupid like parody things from hey, that's from Point Break, Point Break, like all these like little parodies from these sort of bad movie, movie. like cop movies come out at the end when it like and it, it's sort of the plot is moving forward but there are these moments where you just have to laugh because it's it's just these stupid cop parodies we should actually wrap it up on that on that note i have uh, one more question on the parody the parody scheme we'll sort of address these all in one so you have your scary movies there's now been four of them by the way uh the meet the is spartan you've got what's that is that all just four? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Uh, the epic movie, I think they're probably going to be another one of those soon. Uh, superhero movie, disaster movie. Are these movies, like, these movies are going to exist forever. They're just going to keep coming on and on, aren't they? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's, well, they're incredibly easy to make. You, you have to have basically zero talent in them. You don't have to pay any kind of big actor at all. Anna Ferris has been, like, a staple. I don't know why. She's actually pretty talented. But, um, it's so like you don't have to write anything because they really just recycle jokes that have already been written and turn them into yeah. and, and and do them again. It's it, they're yeah. terrible, I mean, terrible. The plot's movies. already there for you. Just kind of right. insert jokes and stuff. In fact, I was reading somewhere that there's a airplane movie called Zero Hour that the movie airplane the script is like almost identical to, and they just insert jokes. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just thought that was pretty interesting. That it's just really? like okay, really? here we go. You know, let's just make fun of this exact. Script. Are these are these the real parodies? These movies or are the movies we've been discussing like like what's what would you think is the more definition of parody? Is these things just ripping off line for line where there's insert joke or is this? Well, are these just... I don't know about as far as the you know line for line, but I I tend to like the ones that are more like focused as opposed to it seems like the scary movies or the I forget the other one you said was the like the invent movie or whatever the ones that just kind of have fourteen right. different movies associated Date with that movie. rather yeah, stick epic with movie. one. The Those ones yeah. just yeah. seem like they're just vulturing all over pop culture. Exactly. Like that, yeah. Just hey, here here's something that's cool right now. We're gonna make a joke about that, and like and that that's uh versus something like airplane or even like hot shots that type of thing where they yeah. actually take a, t- take a plot and just flip it on its ear and yeah. make jokes about it. The like scary think, movie itself was pretty good, but after that, I think they just bounce around I'm guessing but I, unless they're just rehashing the exact same movie because I haven't seen the other three no a lot of them are uh, I def- I, I've yeah. definitely seen two and three I saw three in Germany and it was in German didn't miss <laughs> much I don't think actually I, uh, but um, bad bad Bad. There's a lot of saw jokes yeah. in the the recent ones and yeah uh, it's well I guess that's the one good thing I mean since they put out a horror movie every week they can put out a scary right, movie a scary as many movie times every they want because yeah, there's always nice. new shit to work with I thought but, the saw uh, movies were parodies no <laughs> I guess not <laughs> Any, anyhow uh, just <laughs> one quick note though um, the f- I think it's the first Wayans brother uh, parody is I'm gonna get you sucker probably Chris Rock's best role so if you haven't seen it, catch it. That's good. Lethal Weapon Four or whatever. Come I was on, actually gonna bring that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy! All right. So we need it. Yeah, we need to get moving on for sure. The ra- time wrap up time. Parker Posey and we have a, a giant. We had a bounce back uh, this big, week. Big well, it's because I gave us an extra blo- day. Yeah, that's true. Well done, Jeff. Thanks yeah, for well, delaying you know, the, I do. the episode. I do. <laughs> uh, 
question brought up by myself. Uh, the question was, if you could end someone's movie career today, whose would it be? Could be, you know, anybody in the movie business. And, all right, I, I got a couple things. I have a couple things to say. First off, well done, everybody. Thank you for replying. We had some people come out of the woodwork. Jim P came back. Well done. That was awesome. Jim P's folks was uh, phenomenal. Yeah, B. Lee. Galloway per usual and Salts comes in big. Yeah. When, when Salts comes, Salts comes hard. There's no doubt about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of this so, week's responses were pretty passionate, so that yeah. was a good So thing. first off, I'm calling I'm calling out B. Lee for not answering the question once again. I think this is the second time we've <laughs> done this. Where he's he didn't say a person, he ended up deciding that uh, all 007 movies should be ended and never should be made again. I completely um, agree. I'm not saying I disagree or agree, but that's that was not the question, Beely. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, I'm I'm siding with Salts. Um, his his pick of Woody Allen was not only good but well described. He obviously this is obviously the person he thinks because he ended up putting like half a page on here about it. And really, I don't know Woody. I haven't been a Woody Allen fan to begin with, so it's a little it's a little harder for me. But he uh, his his points his points are pretty uh, well written out, and I'm happy he's uh, he's back in business. Well, I. I didn't like my answer, my response of Sharon Stone, so I was kind of looking for somebody to, you know, fill in that void I left. And after <laughs> say that's yours. Yeah, basically, you know, after careful consideration, Jarv wins. Eddie Murphy is the correct yeah, answer. No, Eddie. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie like, you know, I used to is, like you. It's it's he's it's already he's like, already ruined everything. Yeah, it's it's almost like too late. Like yeah, what what? There's nothing left to salvage. That 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 fungus has eaten everything good he's ever done. It's 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 awful. It's just terrible. We don't. We, there, it's, it don't even bother stopping him. Let him go. <laughs> so Jeff, if Eddie Murphy wasn't your pick, what what did you like or disliked? Well, obviously my pick of Al Pacino was the best. Um, if you had to pick a second one, uh, I liked um, I liked Dean's answer of Heath Ledger. <laughs> Today, brought to you by the Gunga Cast, making fun of dead people. Let's talk about Fred Ward some more. This too. is what we do on April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk more about Dean's other answer, Hugh Grant. Which I didn't know Dean was such a fan of Hugh Grant. Apparently, he was. Uh, he did some really good stuff early on for Dean, huh? <laughs> Josh, quick, type everything out. Yeah, you loved him. Right. So, uh, moving on, uh, our next Parker Posey, which is, uh, Jeff, I believe it's your baby today. Uh, oh boy. Alright. So, <laughs> mine, mine is going to be a moment, <laughs> a moment during, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, I'll phone it in the, uh, in the form of a question because it drives Greg nuts when I don't. A moment during a movie when you laughed and no one else did. Ooh, wow. Wow. I already know my answer, but it's probably your answer, too, so go ahead. Good, because I'm going to have to go last. Mine's actually a bad answer. This is one of the few times that I didn't come up with my answer first and the question second. Um, I, I thought this would be a good question. And the best thing I could come up with was uh, in the movie Gross Point Blank, there's a part like towards the end of the movie where he's laying down in his hotel bed and he's trying to figure things out and he turns the TV on and he's flipping through the channels. And at one point for like just a... a, a Fraction of a second, they've got Chihuahuas racing down like a like a racing track, and the guy the announcer goes Chihuahua City, and I died laughing, <laughs> and nobody else caught it apparently, or they didn't think it was funny. So that that's that's, 
This is sort of tough because now not only you have to figure out like, all right, you've seen this movie with other people. Is this a theater experience only, or is this anytime? Anytime, anytime, anytime. You've been watching a movie with other people and you laughed at something that no one else did, and whether it's something yeah. that you feel like you you happen to catch or something that just hit you right, it, it, you know, like kind of struck that struck that certain chord with you or whatever it is. Situation okay. where you started laughing and no one else did. All right, I've got one. Surprisingly. Uh, which we just talked about, Hot Fuzz. And I remember, I think I might have saw this maybe with Dean, maybe with you, I don't remember, but we both, some of us laughed at it, but no one else in the theater did. So I'm, I'm going to count this as uh, an answer. I'd say that. And it's when, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's when uh, Simon Pegg, it's toward the end when he finds out what's going on, who the bad guys are, and he comes back into town to pretty much beat everyone's ass. And they get into the supermarket, and everybody, he's with like tons of police friends, there's like six of them. And he's like, all right, you know, you guys go take take out those grocers. We'll go go for the main bad guy. And the grocers are, like, throwing fruit at him and stuff like that. And they split up, and the, the lackeys that he sends to take out care of the fruit guys just immediately start shooting automatic weapons at these guys throwing fruit. And it was just, <laughs> the, the, it was just the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Like, no, one's, no one else is laughing, but we're just like, wow, they're That's shooting automatic weapons at these kind kids of that are throwing. Kind of response. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, yeah, every like pretty. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. The reason I remember it is because no one else was laughing other than like I think the two of us, or maybe it was three of us, and it was probably one of the funnier parts of the movie. Um. Anyhow, James, that's all the all the time I could buy. Uh, do you got anything? No, I've got nothing. I'm a Westerns. bad person. Hmm. Apparently, I'm just a conformist, and I laugh at all the parts that other people laugh at. I, it's hard to it's hard not to laugh when people are laughing. No, it's definitely, sure. definitely, it's, it's a contagious thing. You couldn't stop laughing earlier. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> Can I use that as my answer? <laughs> um, yeah, I I can't think of anything at all, and I apologize, but hmm. I, I may actually be stuck on this one. Make something up. Wow, the first why? Yeah, I'm I'm seriously I can't think of anything. All right. Well, we will substitute Josh, Josh, the live listener's answer, which is even worse. Yeah, this is uh, worse I than nothing. nothing. We're I not going to say is... this, are we? <laughs> You're right. I can't say. It. No, oh, I have to. Now. I have to now. He brings up that uh, Pan, Pan's Labyrinth, which is a great movie. Um, he thought it was funny when uh, a girl gets shot in it. That's pretty much his. What the story. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Anyhow. Moving on. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, this April Fool's podcast. Go State. Thank you, James and Jeff, for your input, per usual. Yeah, you'll have to report back on how the bachelor party went. Will do, yeah, oh, yeah if we survive. That's next week, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, if we survive, we'll see you Tuesday, Wednesday. We might be on party over. and then maybe some movies. All right, hey, April Fool's, everybody. Well, thanks care. for listening, everyone. See you later right here. John Candy, I'm dead. Movie hour.